Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and as always, I will be your host and dungeon master for the next hour as we follow our three wary heroes on their adventures in the fairy world. Before we get back into the action, however, let's have a brief recap of what happened last time as Draman, Freddy, and Thomas made their way into the Archer's Hall and introduced themselves to their host, Phanthalus. Their time with him was weird, to say the least. Though he was incredibly distractible, they learned that this was indeed the fairy world, and that he was responsible for making much of this realm. Furthermore, they learned that all the magical difficulties that they had been having here were simply to be expected due to the intense amount of magical energy suffusing every inch of this place. But of course, as with all super-powerful beings, Phantalus soon grew bored and insisted on some entertainment, namely in the form of our three adventurers fighting an awakened tree at the drop of a hat. Now, tired from their gladiatorial match and all of the strange effects that this place has had upon their magic and upon them, they rest and recuperate from their long troubles here. from behind a tree beer pokes her head out and says that was uh that was terrifying i don't like that at all you're telling me i got no feet she's like that is concerning <laughs> um do you think they'd mind if we like stayed in one of their room things i'm just passing out on the floor like, I'm sitting down, lay down, and I'm out. Can someone carry me to one of these rooms? Freddy, your, um, the feeling in your feet definitely comes back. You can wiggle your toes now, and <gasps> you realize they are invisible, but still there. <gasps> My feet are here! I can feel them! So you can walk around as normal now. Well, sort of normal-ish. We're uh, never going to be normal <laughs> again. Not after witnessing... Am I still bright? That. Uh, for a little bit longer, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, does he, like, slowly... Like, the batteries are running out? <laughs> yeah. He, like, flickers at the end. <laughs> you gotta shake him a bit, and he comes back on. <laughs> I'm now a flashlight. A yeah. human flashlight. Uh-huh. So, the your host has left. You're here. You're drifting back in the direction of normal, what are you doing? Um, we need to find a place to, to just regroup. Yeah. Regroup <laughs> and maybe like debrief about what just happened because it's not, not normal um, in here at all. One of the figures on the lowest tree house in the area is waving at you repeatedly, mechanically. I make it my life philosophy to ignore weird people. Well, then you can't talk to anyone here. <laughs> or yourself, or us, or most people we've interacted with. 
if someone's like creepily waving at me, I'm not going to go towards his murder closet. Okay. Um, I'll 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 walk in that direction. Um, when you get within shouting distance, they shout at you. Um, in Elvish, admittedly, uh, but make everyone make me an intelligence roll, please. Thomas, you still have disadvantage. I'm still asleep. Okay, don't make me an intelligence roll. Natural 20. Okay. Uh, 12. <laughs> um, Freddy, you can make out the sounds and you remember them from your time with Lynn and Ron as you can stay here. And then they just walk away. Like there was no emotion. There was no... There was no sort of verbal subtext. There was nothing. It was completely flat, monotone, and then they turn, walk away. Uh, I, well, I guess if it's monotone, I can't like inside that to see if it's, there was intent behind it. The intent was, they want us you to can stay, stay here. here. <laughs> okay. They, um, they kind of invited us to stay. Also, you didn't really understand it. Ah, You're okay. a little weirded out, I guess, still from the tree fight. <laughs> the sudden teleporting? Yeah, that's, that idea. They, uh, they invited us to stay if we wanted to. You think we should? I think it'd be a good idea. Probably safer than being out here. Let's go to one of the rooms and barricade the door and just kind of Let's go grab relax. A, let's go grab Thomas. It's, <laughs> it's a spiral staircase around a tree trunk to get up there. There are no doors. It is... We drag Thomas behind us, banging his head on every step. <laughs> he snores loudly. <laughs> um, you... You get up there, and it's just like a series of porches, basically. Uh, the lower one is the widest. They get narrower as you go up. Um, there's a, a bevy of hammocks and chairs and whatnot, places to sleep, relax. There's some blankets. It's admittedly pretty sparse. Uh, okay. Um, is the is the person there? Or they no, nope, they just not yeah. anywhere, it seems right now. Uh, okay. Um, I guess we're going to hang out here, um, investigate it around, make sure everything's good, but I'm, I'm freaked out and still pretty tired. Okay. Um, um, we are going to start with leveling up. Basically you guys are going to be out of combat resting, if you will, for the next several days. And I'm going to ask you how you pass the time to sort of justify your new level. Okay. Um, does everyone know what they're doing for their level up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, does anyone know what they are doing for their sort of, their downtime? How, what their justify is? Justification. Yeah. You find a knife and some paper. Okay. Uh, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yes. You know what you're doing? Uh, drama is prepared. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does anyone want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I can go first. Sure. Is Don going to be multi-classing? <laughs> uh, Don is not going to be multi-classing. He was going to try to uh, multi-class. Ne- neither is Draman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Draman could have been a druid and actually had useful magic. Oh, snap. <laughs> I would like to now learn Fireball. <laughs> actually, Thomas Ball. Can I learn Thomas Fireball? Uh-huh. You cast Fireball on Thomas no matter almost, where he is. Yeah, I almost took Silence. It's one of my spells. That would have been great. I have, I have Silence. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Cast it on mm-hmm. yourself over and over again. Yeah, just cast it on Drummond. 
I, don't, I have spells that are not somatic. Okay, so uh, verbal, it's verbal. verbal. Yeah. yeah, not somatic. <clears throat> Silence. He can't. <laughs> you would just sign your spells. Naruto magic. <gasps> Does it work if you use? You've never tried shadow. <laughs> Drummond uses shadow clone jutsu. (laughs) You've never tried it. You've never attempted it. Thousand years of pain. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Gara. (laughs) All right. So, um, uh, so Drummond is spending his downtime. Um, experimenting with the different magic in this world. He's very taken aback and very interested uh, in in how his specific um, type of magic is affected here. So um, spending uh, I'm spending a lot of time um, doing some some prayers and experimentation with spells uh, in an attempt to try and focus them at all um, uh, based on uh, the advice that we got about uh not not um uh, i guess folk uh, not unleashing something just focusing it um correctly uh, is is what um drama's going to be spending his his time doing so what what are you focusing on when you try and when you're working with these spells so um the the first one that I do spend the most time on, uh, because before we went through this long journey um, where uh, magic was was not an option, uh, is guidance because that was a very uh, commonly cast spell that I used before. Okay. Um, so that that would be what I am spending a lot of time, uh, at least initially, trying to get right. <laughs> so when you cast guidance, it's really like. It's like a prayer, right? Uh, you're a cleric. You are asking for help in a certain uh, action, a certain activity, a certain uh, attempt at something. And as a cleric back in Eideron, you received that help from the gods on a routine basis. It became, uh, in many ways, almost a crutch that you, that you bore into this world. Now, again, you're... You are receiving the the improving influence of this spell, of this prayer, but it still feels alien. The effect is there, but the connection to your gods seems to be lacking. And, and even just with this small, simple routine spell, you are realizing that it is... It's not the same as when you were back in Eideron. This is, in a way, almost the shaping of existing magic, existing energy, rather than the calling of magic from somewhere else to be given into you. How do you react to that realization? So, um, it's it's certainly shocking. Um, I've, I've definitely grown more used to alternative... Um, uh, paths to magic uh, recently um, in, in our in our journey. So it's not completely foreign and not completely unbelievable that this would be a completely different path of, of magic, but uh, it's still shocking and it's still um, 
difficult to to cope with. Draman has had quite a lot of uh, <laughs> quite a lot of uh, struggles and difficulty coping with um, uh, different types of magic and and you know his his interaction with uh, the gods that he believes in in general. But this is just another 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 thing on top of that. Do you move on from those spells, or are you just sitting down like praying constantly all day? Um, so, uh, after discovering that and, and knowing that, that, and feeling that energy that it's kind of like shaping it, you know, uh, versus, versus, uh, praying and channeling, it's shaping energy. Um, Draman moves on to trying some different things, kind of experimenting with some other spells, mm -hmm. uh, seeing how they play with this new way of, of shaping magic. Um, he has a lot of, well, I mean, we have a, a lot of time for this, so, trying to take existing spells and uh, compare the way that he's used to them working versus uh, how they are in, in this world and seeing how, how, they, um, how the effects differ, uh, how, um, mostly how, how he feels um, when he uses them versus what he's, what he's used to. As Draman continues his practice of magic here and trying to refine its use, he does find that it is... It remains very powerful and still unpredictable. However, you are able to sort of rein in all the additional effects, like the spontaneous teleportation when you cast a spell, uh, is, is the main thing that you're able to control. Um, still, frequently, even when you cast simple spells or complex ones, they have a tendency to get away from you and and overperform really the light is still sometimes too bright the the spirit guardians such as they are are too numerous and somewhat indiscriminate at times in who they attack uh is there anything else that you'd like to add for your your downtime here um no i i, I think that that pretty much that covers it okay who's next Okay. The next day, essentially, you wake up and you discover that Phantalus is not there. He can he is nowhere in the manor to be found. And the courtiers, the retainers, all of the hangers on, they seem just as odd as they always do. Distant, glassy eyed, glassy eyed and um certainly not entirely there. Not even really partially there. So I'm going to go outside and focus on finding Phantholus. Phantholus. And then just start walking back the direction we can with like that thought in mind, seeing if that works. If somehow this weird roller is going to just like take me straight to him. Okay. As you set out from the manor, you walk down that avenue of trees and you don't see any sign of Phantholus. You keep going, and it brings you to the forest where you spent your initial 20 hours in this world, where you uh, sort of set up your bivouac, and no sign of your having been there remains. In fact, you're not entirely sure that this spot is the exact spot that you had stayed in for that time. This is just the forest again bland and featureless 
as you keep walking beyond that, you come fairly quickly to this gorge. It is probably almost a thousand feet deep, and there are steep canyon sides that extend all the way to the bottom where rushes a mighty and powerful river surging through the the twists and turns of this rocky canyon. On either side, the trees grow thick and wildly gnarled in all sorts of weird and grotesque shapes. Down one direction, you can see there is a log of an enormous tree stretching across the river gorge. This tree would be larger than anything in the forest by far. You have no idea where it could possibly have come from, and it looks fairly stable. To your left, you see that the gorge continues, and that at one point, uh, at a bend in it, there seems to be a group of trees different from all the rest that you've seen, in that they are larger, broader, taller, leafier, and just more pronounced than any of the normal trees in this forest, the ones which seem almost cookie-cutter exact from one to the other. I'm going to go to the different trees. You're going to go to the different trees? You follow along the edge of this gorge. Its roar down below is deafening despite being so distant. And... Without having any clear sense of time for how long you've walked or what kind of distance you have actually covered, you shortly arrive at these trees. It is a grove, a glade, and the trees here are enormous. The trunks are maybe 25 feet across at their base. They don't start branching out until they get maybe 150 feet up, and they continue from there as simply the most bizarrely oversized trees that you've ever seen. It does not end there, however, because they do not seem to be made out of wood. It looks like these trees are of stone and very oddly textured. The grove itself is several hundred feet across and grassy throughout the middle, and standing very near the center is Phantalus himself. I'm going to walk up to him. He stands there and is looking away from you in the direction towards sort of the, the, the peak of this bend, this little promontory on which the grove sits, surrounded on three sides by the gorge. And he, he does not display any indication of knowing that you're there. Phantalus? Nothing. I'm going to tap him on the back. He slowly turns around, and it seems almost as though his legs do not move as he pivots in your direction. And he gives you a long, long stare that lingers with 
giving you the sort of feeling that he is trying to figure out who exactly you are, as though he's never seen you before. Or maybe you look familiar, but he can't place it. Vanthos, I am Thomas. We met back at your manor. Oh. Oh. Yes, yes, of course. You, um... You're the one who fought the Minotaurs, aren't you? No, we fought the giant trees. Oh, 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 of course. Sorry, that was, uh... Minotaurs? No. You have those? It's... Uh, it's nothing, forget that. Um... What brings you here? I would like to make... a deal with you. And what kind of deal... Would you like to make with me? You seem to be a very powerful individual. Flattering. But I would say that mostly I am bored and homesick. How would you like to have someone to try to find your home for you? Someone that is also very bored of the world that they're in. I know where my world is. I just cannot seem to get there. How about I can help you? Well, maybe. What did you have in mind? I'd like to make an exchange. An exchange of what? Of power. I will help you and act as an agent for you on anything that you need, anything that you want. Or if you're just bored and want to cause some mayhem, I am down for that as well. Okay. And the more interests I serve for you, the more power I would get in return. Okay. And what type of power do you think I am capable of giving to you? I'm going to just point to like the world around you said that you've made pretty much everything that's here. Well, given enough time, it's easy to make lots of things. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more time. Ah, you are... You are a human, aren't you? I am. Makes more sense now. Well, I will see what I can do about that. I, I certainly know a few things that I could perhaps impart to you, but really there are very few things that I want or need that, that you, I think, could, could help me with. How about just bringing a good time to all those bored people? Maybe, maybe. Here, now, now that you're here, let me, let me show you something. Let me show you something. And he he does that thing where he puts uh, his hand at the middle of your back to sort of guide you away, and he brings you to the edge of the grove and turns around and looks back into its middle. And he says, All right, now watch. Watch the heart of the glade. And he starts saying things 
He starts making noises, really. It's hard to describe it as speech. It is sounds. And sometimes it's just feelings. It's vibrations. But as he enchants these tones, the strange textures on the trees begin to illuminate in a variety of patterns, which show themselves to be oh so similar to those swirling, intricate, curly cube designs that you have seen in places before, that you've seen on the giant's standing stone, that you saw on the sarcophagi of the ancient warriors back in Eideron. But these are massive. These, the symbols are 40 feet high or larger, and they shift. And you can see that it is not merely that these have been that, that, that these trees have had a, a pattern carved on them. It's that they have had one pattern carved on top of another pattern, on top of another pattern, on top of another pattern. And that it is, it is deep into them. And they illuminate in different ways. And in the middle of this glade where he told you to watch, you start to see a vision appear almost as a cloud, showing you a land by the sea. There are seagulls. There are high, white, fluffy clouds. There are waves on a dark, dark ocean capped with white foam. The sky is bright and blue, and there are bright cliffs and hills that stretch out into the water to defy the tide. The hills are dotted with trees, they're dotted with sheep, they're dotted with houses. In the immediate forefront, there is a town, almost a city, really, buildings covering it, covering a peninsula from one side to the other. There are churches there, temples, there's even a lighthouse that guides a fleet of vessels that you see stretched out all around the town to and from a safe harbor. But you recognize this. You recognize that those are the penance of the grand city of Addo. This is Addo Bay. That is the fishing fleet. And what you're looking at is the town of Sarasis, the small sister city of your hometown. And you can smell the salt air and you can hear the cry of the gulls. You can feel an actual breeze on your face, not the weird phantom stirrings of air that have filled the forest and the manor and this place. That is a real world. And Phantalus says, I used to travel so much. I used to love going there, you know. I think you, you understand what a wonderful place it can be, don't you? Good times. A lot of good memories. 
and like to- I'm just uh, smiling to myself, mm-hmm. thinking back. Back before I was trapped in here, it was amazing. It was amazing, Thomas. Maybe someday. Maybe someday again. Who knows? Anyway. So, you want power and my assistance, I suppose? Yes. I can give you those things. What do you need from me? Oh, just help me out when I need it, I suppose. Gotcha. Well, good talk, Thomas. Good talk. And he sits there, continuing to look at that beautiful seascape. And you feel his mind drift further and further away from you and this glade and this entire world until he is as lost to you as he was when you found him. I'm going to sit down and just enjoy the view of Addo. All right. How long do you stay there? A few hours. And then you leave? Yeah. He's still there when you're done. Um, where do you go when you leave? I'm going to go back to the manor. Okay. Are you going to do anything else with your downtime? Anything Actually, specific? On the way back, I'm going to go across the log, across the gorge, and just go exploring. Yeah? Okay. On this side of the gorge, you pass it by and quickly come to a marsh. It starts out as more of a bayou with trees growing directly up out of standing water. Uh, And there is, from what you can see, no real dry ground for you to walk on as you progress forward. Do you push through? Nope. All right. Marshes suck. (laughs) Uh, So you turn around? Yep. You turn around. You once again find that gorge. You cross over the log. It is easily enough done, but dizzying to look down and realize how far up you actually are. You cross the gorge without a vent, though. Return to the forest of bland, repetitive trees, and from there to the manor, where everything is much as you left it a few hours ago. Freddy, do you know how you're going to spend your time? Yeah. So the first day, I kind of get up, explore a little bit around the manor, Mm -hmm. and once I get a good feel of like, our our team is staying here for a little bit. Um, I start to think back over the devastating defeat that I had with the dragon and with the nightmarish creatures mm-hmm. um, in the house and how for both of those encounters, uh, I was pretty useless. I didn't have the strength or skills to to help okay so um that kind of starts this whole kind of 
thought process in my head. And um, I realized how much of a, uh, how much I hadn't been taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I I get to work, you know, just starting to reshape my, my physical body, my mental health, uh, just my thoughts and my magic as well. So um, this level up, I feel like, or this growth for Freddie is very different than anything before. Mm-hmm. Um, spend lots of times like outside of the manor in the woods, just doing pull-ups and push-ups and sit-ups and just all this kind of physical training, but also um, magic training, kind of trying to fall into the wild side a little more. Okay. And just kind of letting the magic do what it's supposed to do instead of trying to control it. Okay. And from that, um, I lost the ability to do some spells and gained the ability to do new spells. Okay. And especially in this environment of just the overabundance of magic um, has really helped me hone in on what my magic looks like and how to differentiate it from all the other things around me, as well as learning to be a little more crazy, a little more wild in fights. (laughs) You need to be more wild in fights? A hundred percent. Okay. That's concerning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I guess this whole transformation is just toughening up a little bit, not being as, uh, as laid back that this, we've been doing some serious stuff lately that I'd never, never before thought that I would be involved in ever. So one of these days as, uh, you are out in the woods practicing, doing your routine of practice and uh, magical exercises, physical exercises, uh, Phantholus comes upon you. He is walking through the woods in the direction that you have learned to sort of accept as towards the manor, even though really you can get there by walking in any direction. He's walking towards the manor. He comes upon you and stops and says, Oh, it's you. You're one of them. Yo. I'm Freddy. Yes, that is a name that you have. Definitely. Anyway, what are you doing out here in the woods alone? Um, just uh, taking some time to train i i felt a little useless lately Hmm. not Uh, being able to um pull your weight yeah something like that to tell you the truth freddie i have noticed this about you but you don't know me oh nonsense i don't know you i think i can help you train really i think i can how so Here's a minute artifact. <laughs> I don't like this. And a uh, minotaur where? You Here. Hear, you, you hear a minotaur. Minotaur, minotaur, minotaur. I open my jar. 
you release the tartar. <laughs> and behind you, you hear the the snort and the hoof stomps, like from the loud, like from the largest bull you can imagine. Do you turn around? Yes. There's a minotaur behind you. <laughs> Surprise. Do I get Surprise see, minotaur. <laughs> am I leveled up now? Or am I not leveled up yet? Let's say not yet. No. Okay. Uh, let's roll initiative. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Woo, <laughs> <only> buddy. <laughs> I can help. Here's a minotaur. <laughs> Where's a minotaur? They're a minotaur. <laughs> They're dead, Freddy. <laughs> Werewolf. They're wolf. Were castle. Were castle. <laughs> uh. Well. Well, I hope I don't have to roll any d4s. All right, initiative. 20. I can help you train. <laughs> Here's a minotaur. Here's a minotaur. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not wrong. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Like, that's right. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're the one that made fun of the minotaur, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I have an idea. <laughs> That is so nonchalantly, too. I had this idea. I will have this idea in the future. It doesn't matter. You're fighting a minotaur now. (laughs) All right. uh, Freddy, you see this minotaur. It is wielding an enormous axe in its hands, and it looks at you with rage in its eyes. Fantastic. What are you doing? Uh, How close is it to me? I'm going to say 15 feet away. Oh. All right. Um, I jump back 30 feet. A super jump. All right. So you jump and then like <laughs> mostly run back 30 feet because yeah. that's how feet work. <laughs> and <laughs> no. I jump 30 feet. No, you don't, actually. <laughs> and I'm going to use i'm gonna cast true strike okay on the minotaur what does that do i extend my hand point a finger and my magic grants me a brief insight to the target's defenses punch it in the nose okay cool i guess (laughs) 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 you're boned do something (laughs) all right now I'm going to use two. I'm going to cast Quicken Spell. So I'm going to use two sorcery points to cast Fireball on its nose in that general vicinity. With a quicken spell, I it it becomes a bonus action. But not at, right. not if they're slotted. You can cast a cantrip and a spell at once. I don't think you can cast two slotted spells in one turn. True yeah. strike was a cantrip. Oh, then he should be trip. He should be fine. Okay, yeah. cool. Um. All right. So you you cast your fireball. This tiny speck of fire appears in between your forefinger and your thumb, and you throw it at the minotaur. It expands immediately before it impacts him. 
And how much damage does he receive? Uh, you make a dex saving throw. What's the DC? 15. Okay. Um, he, you do see him roll out of the way a bit. Roll damage. Uh, hold on, I need my calculator for this. Hit it, hit it in the nose, and he's like, <laughs> boink, boink. <laughs> Just gonna get a pissed off minotaur. So you take, for our listeners at home, Brent is using his <laughs> abacus right now. Well, 16 points of, of damage. Instead of putting it into a calculator, like 16? a normal human being. 16. Yeah, he pulled up oh, an he, abacus he after it's half. He did put it. I was using a calculator. Did you do the mental math Why instead of hitting the enter button? No, I was trying to half it. You could just divide it by two. I, I know that now. <laughs> um... What was what was the total damage that you did? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yes. So fourteen. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So fourteen damage. <laughs> you had a calculator, <laughs> and you didn't. I you, don't understand. And you didn't use it right. <laughs> Mubby. All right. So. I just would like I would like to put in the show notes a screenshot, like a screen video of what it was you were doing. <laughs> We're homeschooled. Yeah, I'm homeschooled too, but I knew exactly how to use a calculator. It was an abacus. <sighs> so, so you throw the fireball. It, uh, it expands, impacts the ground as he rolls away, burning his back and incinerating many of the trees around him. He looks kind of damaged, mostly pissed off. Great. What does it smell like? It doesn't really smell like anything. Roll wild magic. 77. I cast polymorph on myself. If you fail the saving throw, you turn into a sheep. <laughs> okay. Um, roll a saving throw. <laughs> Freddy's about to die. <laughs> Does Wisdom. it say, does Wisdom. it, I, like, do, can you just say that you're willing and you just become a sheep? <laughs> I don't want to fight. I just made my DC. All right. You feel very sheepish. <laughs> Your hair gets very curly. Your eyes get a little dumber, but you are still a human. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> All right. Um, Freddy the sheep. So it, it stands up, turns around, and spends the entire turn charging horns down, lowered to gore in your direction. It does not quite make it there on this turn, but chances are good that it'll be here next turn what are you doing try to grab it by the horns can i cast haste on myself yeah i'll do it and run all right i'm going to cast haste on myself 
Okay. What are the effects of haste? Uh, choose a willing creature that you can see within range. Till the spell ends, the target speed is doubled. It gains plus two bonus to AC. It has advantage on deck saving throws, and it gains an additional action step each of its turns. This okay. action can only be used to take an attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Okay. Very Up to good. a minute. And then I'm going to firebolt him. Okay. Uh, roll your attack. 18. You hit him straight in the nose. Roll damage. 20. 20? Yep. Wow. Roll two tens. You hit it straight in the nose with this bolt of fire, and you realize that you did a lot more damage with this than with your actual <laughs> fireball, all while, all while minimizing arboreal casualties uh, in the immediate vicinity. This, of course, is done, uh, or are you running, I assume? Yes, and then I run. This, away. of course, is all done over your shoulder as you sprint away through the trees, um, trying to escape the horns lowered in your direction. How far do you move now? Um, I move 60 feet now. All right. So right now you're a total of 65 feet away. And it is going to uh, use its move and its bonus action to dash uh, to close that gap entirely and try and gore you. With its horns. Okay. It, however, misses completely. And its horns rush through the air very close to where your thigh just was. Luckily, with your haste, you were able to get out of the way. It's your turn again. All right. I am going to slam my staff on the ground and release one of the spells inside. Okay. Which is mage armor on myself. Okay. And then I'm going to dash 120 feet away. Okay. Yeah. And use another bonus action with two more sorcery points to cast firebolt. So action staff, action dash, move... For movement. Okay, yeah, you do have a bonus action. Uh, roll to attack again. 17. Hits. Roll for damage. 10. Another good hit. This time uh, you strike it along its arm, holding that enormous axe, and it bellows in pain, still coming after you. Uh, however, with your newfound speed, it is unable to close that distance, even moving as quickly as it can, and it ends up still 40 feet away from you. Your turn again. It's 40 feet away now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to... I have two attack actions, correct? Yes. I'm going to fireball him. Okay. Uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was your throw. This time, he is unable to dodge out of the way. You get the sense that the various burns on his body are, in fact, hindering his movement. 
quite substantially at this point. You want to just call them out and... Yeah, so I had a four, a six, mm -hmm. plus two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus six. Mm-hmm. Plus four. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus six. Uh, 31. 31, yep. And then... <clears throat> I'm going to use two more sorcery points to cast Twin Spell Firebolt right on his nose. Okay. 22 to hit. Hits. Just roll the next attack. 11 damage. Okay. And then I... This, what, what's the attack for the second firebolt? Because you twinned it, remember? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 17 for the next attack. Okay. So as, as this bull minotaur pursues you through the woods, uh, and after having just firebolted it in the nose, realizing it has taken significant damage you turn around um still while moving backwards i assume and cast another fireball another fireball which expands before impact and this time you don't see it get out of the way but without even waiting to see what the result is you throw two more firebolts after it and when the the smoke and the heat and the burning trees all settle down enough that you can actually see again. You find that you are now looking at nothing more than a blackened corpse on the ground. And Phantalus is beside you again. And he says, it looks like you have your magic fairly well under control. I do notice, however, that your fighting style seems mostly centered around running away as quickly as possible while throwing spells over your shoulder. So maybe a more solid approach, but I don't know. What would you suggest? It seems to have worked, so it's hard to improve on that kind of effectiveness, but... Or, you know, next time you could just uh, not send a giant minotaur after me. You want another minotaur? No. No, 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 no. All right. I'll save it for tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Training dismissed. And he continues his walk back to the manor. Great. So what do you do with the rest of the, the downtime here? Recover from that fight. <laughs> you didn't take any damage. I took mental damage. Emotional trauma. <laughs> you never right. take any damage. This is just a normal fight for you. <laughs> Except I had no shield to hide behind this time. Meat no, shield. I spend the rest of the time just um, working on honing in just attacks and just trying to get my physical 
body where it needs to be. Just trying to get stronger. Phantalus appears again. He's like, wait, did you want to try a physical attack? I can I can make no. a magic go away no. from here for a bit. No. We can wait. box. Do it, do we it, can do box. It, do it, do it, do I can it. I can find uh the dwarves are good for boxing. Do you want to box a dwarf? What does boxing entail? Uh punching. <laughs> right. <laughs> but lots of punching. How we're not going to the death or anything, correct? Uh, I don't know. I can't see the future. I'm good. Thank you. All right. And he disappears again. <laughs> Boxing a dwarf. <laughs> dwarf hits me with one punch, 30 damage. What? I hit him with one punch, two damage. Punch. So, punch. you guys have all had your individual experiences. Is there any group interaction during this time? I check up on Draman and thomas throughout the the week that we're here chilling yeah freddy I, I i thought i heard like it was a minotaur i don't, thought don't talk about it uh i'm not entirely positive but i thought i i thought i heard that sound um don't want to talk about it no okay and then and then it was like this big crispy sound after some after some girly screaming you want some well done steak there's some out there for there, you there was definitely some girly screaming involved yeah <laughs> as i ran <laughs> that is my fighting technique running away running away like screaming and then, shooting fireballs and over my them. shoulder yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> cook them from afar hey okay. did you guys hear that noise it sounded like a high pitched yelp outside uh yeah 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 I, th- I think i heard that yeah what was that i don't i don't Freddie, know did you hear that no no i didn't I'm very feminine and small <laughs> and then is that steak yeah there's a i found a a minotaur out in the field is he was that, just laying there is that what he was talking about a minotaur who was talking about a minotaur Banthalus. he was like you're the one that fought the minotaur and i went no i fought the tree Oh, yeah. Maybe he was confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know how these fairies are. Oh, cool. I'm going to go uh, take a minotaur horns. For what it's worth, uh, I have been imagining this as, uh, Thomas, you talked to Phanthalus on, like, day one or two, and, Freddie, you fought the minotaur on day, like, five or something. Just so that you know. So what you're telling us is Phantalus is on a different like plane of existence than we are. And he thinks all the things are happening at the same time. It's hard to tell. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell anything in this place. You're not sure a day has passed, but you're also fairly confident that you've lived here for longer than all the civilizations of man have existed. So we're like in wrinkle in time territory, right? Like this is that... No, time's they, in a blender. When they warped it... And <laughs> time's in a blender. Like, wrinkle in time would appear... <laughs> Would would seem rather mundane and pedestrian compared to what's Wrinkle going on Wrinkle in time in a blender Fantastic. is what gotcha. we're in. Whenever the blender stops is where we're at. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a very brutal way to describe that. It's what's happening. Will it blend? <laughs> time. Will it blend? <laughs> the answer is yes. Time will blend. And we're currently in it right now. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, everyone, before we let you go, I just wanted to say thanks as always for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please go make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I know it may not seem like it now, but there's a lot going on under the surface at Stronghold these days. And as we get back into the rhythm of producing content and releasing episodes, you're going to want to stay up to date on all the news. I'm not going to say any more than that at the moment, but just know that the next episode should be out in about two weeks after this one airs. And until then, keep it nerdy.